Hey, Pete. Teacher sick. That means all of us here at the Podcademy get to do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. And what we want to do is review this next episode of Season 3 of Umbrella Academy, Episode 4, Kugel Blitz. Are you ready to get into this? Yeah, but, you know, just want to say because there's a lot of crazy things going around. I hope it's, you know, just sick and then TJ's going to be okay eventually. You know what I mean? It's not just, uh, you know, like bad. That's nice. Did you feel like when you were growing up that you had a different take? You were never like, you weren't like, oh, that teacher gets better. teacher's out. And I was like, does that mean they're dead? Is that, if you don't see him for a while, you get worried that, you know. Did you grow up in some sort of post-apocalyptic or grandfather paradox situation where people were just vanishing? Yeah, people were, yeah, yeah, I grew up in a crazy time. You know, when I grew up, like, you know, there was an episode of G.I. Joe where a lot of people thought Snake Eyes died, you know, and you had to carry that around with you. Yeah, and you went to college and majored in Snake Eyes, right? <laughs> right. Uh, the classic major. Your thesis was beautiful. Uh, here, we've already diverged off of uh, Umbrella Academy. Let's talk, let's do a quick little bit of recap, um, because we have... Um, Predictably, a lot going on in this show. Yeah. Uh, it's great the way they balance all the things happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like I, I've talked about a little, little bit, um, this show really takes the time to let a lot of these scenes, plots, and characters breathe. And I think I was lightly complaining about it earlier, but it really starts to work once the season gets going and it feels like there's so much going on and we get to actually see them experience it. But let's talk about what's going on. The Umbrella Academy emerged from um, the their last adventures last season into this world that has far has been greatly changed. Um, the Sparrow Academy uh, is has replaced them, essentially, and they're much better at their job than uh, the uh, Well, they, UA. they know how to work together as a team, but they do seem like a bunch of douchebags. Just like our team. Uh, I hate to tell you, Pete, but a lot of times douchebags are actually pretty good at their jobs. Um, oh, man. You ever thought about Big that? burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying me or you. I'm not saying me or you. I'm just saying in Sick. general. Sick burn, dude. Uh, self-burn? So the... Um, the Umbrella Academy is there, and they are a little bit lost. Um, you have someone like Allison, yes. whose family's gone. As it's understandable, you go through and you're in a different timeline, you're going to be a little lost. You know what I mean? You're going to be trying to figure things out. Uh, Allison, uh, trying to get back to her family, can't do it, very upset. You got Klaus, who eh, sort of doesn't give a shit, just floating around uh, doing his business, though. At last oh, episode, he, he saw, he learned episode, a lot of things. He's really kind of deals with a lot, which was hysterical. Yeah. The, the pairing of them in this episode was magic. So, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. We're in the recap portion. Oh, um, then you have um, Luther, who's, um, as usual, uh, sort oh. of just puppy dogging a swole he's like a little bulldog walking yep. around the neighborhood um, he's fallen in love with a member of the sparrow academy the sparrow academy um uh, ben their lost uh lost member of the umbrella academy no. is in a leadership role over there and he's, he's not sort of a well douche no yeah, he's not yeah. nice and i know you love him so i know that must be hard that, for it, this is hard to see ben in this capacity like first off i'm glad this actor is getting time as a living uh person in this show so that's that's you think it changes as an actor you think it changes his performance he's like well i'm playing a living ben now yeah yeah i mean that's as classically trained there's a big difference between when you're playing a living character and a dead character but do you think he was just like oh i get to play a a living character yeah he had to be pumped up when he got the new pages to be like what i'm alive in this season holy shit 
Yeah, they're only dead roles, only living actors. Um, <laughs> but as um, I was saying, you got Professor Hargreaves, who we found out last episode, is being drugged by the sparrows. That's why he's so um, not mean to everybody. Yeah, and Diego's uh, like, oh, man, we should have thought of that. Um, we have Five, who is a runoff with uh, Lila, um, yeah. his former time traveler. Uh, Lila, Fun who, team up. Who earlier this season dropped off Stanley, which is yeah. uh, she and Diego's son. Diego is like in full dad Maybe. mode. Maybe. Maybe. I like that you're really questioning the paternity there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But five's off with Lila um, going back to the commission to go try to figure out what is going on. He's always the forward thinking member of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, we have a uh, Kugel Blitz happening in the basement, uh, which is uh, we learn what that means and what that yeah. is in this episode. But mom. We were close, though. It, yeah. We were saying hot pocket and it's a blitz. I mean, that's a fancier word that's, for hot pocket. So we were a hundred percent correct on this. No, Hondo. no insult Hold to all it. of you. No insult to all of Europe, but a blitz is just a fancy hot pocket. Come oh, down man. here. Come down here to earth with the rest of come us. Get me. Come, come get us. Come get me. Yeah. All oh. of uh, cuisine is then set on its ear based on that. Hot yeah, okay. pocket all right, take. All right. Yeah, I'm stretching to try to save some face, but sure, yeah, yeah. No, okay. That's it. fair. That's fair. I love it. I think you're 100% right. We called it. <laughs> um, what else can we say is going on? Of course, Victor uh, dealing with uh, sort of a new leadership role for him. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, thinking a lot about the past, which is where we start in this episode. And you uh, want to talk about spending time with characters. This montage of the trunk of a car closing as we get these kind of like flashes of Harlan and Sissy's life. Really well done. Super fun. Like just smart. Like we we get it. We understand we can follow. So like this isn't really what this this is about. But let me kind of quickly give you a little bit and like the way that they did that kind of like montage right into the now of like Harlan and stuff. I thought that was really fun. Well, and let's just establish that we are over the course of the season. We've met this character, Lester pocket, who in the, at the end of last episode killed two members of the Sparrow Academy and also Sloan. hot tip. I mean, I know I'm not the one with kids, but like if you have a creepy kid, never give a creepy kid a rabbit. Never. Mm. Interesting. Never do that. That's uh, do you feel you feel like rabbits are good gifts for anyone? Really? <laughs> like if well, I gave you a rabbit for your next birthday, would you be like? Uh, I would be super perfect. pissed. I would be super yeah. pissed. But I'm saying there are kids that can get rabbits, and it not be uh, a bad idea. But would you say kids, a gerbil? A gerbil is like a starter rabbit. That's where you can sort of yeah. Work man, up oh, you never forget the smell of a gerbil. Mm, what a. <laughs> What a thing to say. You never forget <laughs> this. You sound like you have PTSD about this yeah, situation. Yeah. I used to babysit these uh, twins who had... Uh, I used to babysit these two gerbils. And oh, they had the, as soon as you walked in the house, the smell hits you in the face, man. It is gross. And the family just gets used to it and they don't yeah. know that they stink. Yeah, they don't know it anymore. And then you're like, man, you guys... Yeah. It's like you have this weird cat smell that no one really talks hey, about. Don't you dare. Okay. Kabutskis does not smell. Nice. There is no cat smell. There is no cat smell. But as I was saying, um, right. Lester Pocket uh, killed two members of the Sparrow Academy, saving the Umbrella Academy, but um, perhaps getting them into deeper trouble. And we find out in this opening credit, uh, opening cold open that you're talking about, Pete, um, that it's actually Harlan. 
It's uh, Harlan's sissy's son that um, Victor saved back in uh, last season. And, oh, that was a great moment when, you know, we got a reminder as well as the uh, Allison, Diego, and like, that's... And Klaus, like, yeah. oh, that's who, and they all were like, oh, shit, in unison. That was a great oh, shit moment. I mean, one of the, I would say, top 10 oh, shit moments in television. Wow, that's a quite, a, quite a statement to say. Yeah. I'd like to see your research. Um, I, I want to talk about sort of the this cold open and then the way the back end of it, at the end of the episode, where we realize that um, Harlan sees Victor carrying the uh, articles about the dead mothers, and we flash mm-hmm. back to the moment here where we learn that Harlan killed their mothers. And we see in graphic detail all graphic their Graphic detail, which after, you know what? I didn't need to keep seeing it. You know I agree. I mean? I could have seen show it me the mom montage. and then, you know, yeah. just kind of, you know, but we didn't need to. It was gross. The ear. I've never thought about ear barfing, but in general, I don't like it. And we saw a lot of it in this episode. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, not necessarily. But I, I, it is interesting. Like there was sort of grinding through their mysteries this season in a way that I like. I like that we're moving through them and to have this sort of opening reveal of Harlan and um, sort of what happened to Sissy and his how his powers are, are rooted to Victor. And then it, at the end of the episode, he killed their mothers and sort of kicked off the grandfather paradox. Um, you you got to feel like Victor's going to feel a little bit of blame there. Yeah. Would you compare it to maybe this like hot pocket of information that lets out little waves of information, uh, you know, an episode at a time, maybe? That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Hot pocket waves. Um, Hashtag hot pocket waves. It's it's trending. Um, (laughs) Oops, it's trending. Oops, it's trending. Uh, Oops, we're trending. Uh, So that's the overarching sort of season long thing that they have to figure out. but we have a lot going on with the rest of our characters. Uh, you want to go character by character and sort of work through this? Sure, sure. Um, let's talk about um, sort of the Klaus other side. And- yeah, we can talk about Klaus. Yeah. Uh, so so we get Klaus a fun- makes a great, great entrance as usual. Everybody's like frozen in position. Klaus just having the time of his life with his dad dances through the, the, the revolving door and an amazing Klaus-like entrance to be like, hey, what the hell? Uh, and then, you know, Diego pairs up Klaus and uh, his son, supposedly son, uh, Stanley, and it's a magical kind of team up. And hilariously, Klaus is drinking the whole time. And, and uh, I agree. Like, it is actually uh, to just break that down a little bit. Well, first off, we have Klaus entering and sort of dropping the larger knowledge. I think this is a pattern with Klaus is like, here's a deeper truth that will help us solve this uh, mystery and save the world. And Diego's like, no, like yeah. ignores him. I feel like classic Diego, everyone classic is like, Klaus brother is f- energy is just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He is big brother energy, Diego yeah. or uh, bargain Batman as he's later referred oh, to in a yeah, surprising that way. Fun. That was fun. But um, I do think everyone talks about Klaus as like the fuck up, but at the end of the day, it's Diego, right? Well, I think they're they're all fuck ups in different ways, uh, but yeah, yeah, Diego is not as smart as he thinks he is. But if we were to do like the fuck up power rankings, I think Diego's at the top. He's Dude, the you gotta biggest. put Vic in the top. Like he straight up like cut the moon in half and like destroyed the world. So I mean, that's but, you gotta. That's a big fuck up. But yes, uh, scale on a scale wise. But Victor has since like 
figured figured his shit out and is like Your on top Victor of it. So is now less fucking up. But I mean, how are we grading this? Do, do old fuck ups not count anymore? Is it just no. new season fuck ups? Oh no, I live my life where every new day, all of previous fuck ups vanish wow. into the wind. Wash clean, huh? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, so like the time I caused that paradox. Uh, but I think the power rankings like Diego up there. Uh, and that was Klaus, stuff yours was Luther. a pickle paradox, right? Yeah, the pickle paradox. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, man. I'll great. tell that story one of these days. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to so Klaus and Stanley, they get into um, their cleaning rooms. Klaus is really walking him through a lot of uh, yeah, big family <laughs> stories, yeah. which I thought was really nice. And I really like, like you're saying, I like their hang yeah. until uh, Stanley ices Klaus. Well, yeah, classic scenario. It's one of those fun uncle moments where you're having a great time and then you realize, oh, shit, like you really got to keep an eye on these kids, man. Because if you turn away for a fucking second, they're going to, you know what I mean? And it's fucking full time, dude. As soon as every time I record a podcast, my kids set a death trap for me and I (laughs) barely get out every time. So believe me, this resonated. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh but yeah, and it was this kind of fun thing where he was like, I thought you were the fun uncle. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to be new. I'm trying to be better. And it's a fun kind of realization for him. But, you know, as soon as a kid picks up a, a gun of any kind, you really got to, you can't just calmly be looking around. You know what I mean? When you, you see that gun in the room. Well, and this, like, is a, this is a archery. This is like an arrow, bow and arrow. Well, no, it's a, uh, it's like one of those scuba guns. A spear gun, a spear gun. Yeah, spear gun, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, yeah, I mean. They're for use underwater. Keep those underwater. Keep your spear guns. Yeah, yeah. But when you have one on the mantle, like, when you come into a room, you, and, you you know, you're dealing with a kid, you got to get those sharp objects out of the way quick. You know, otherwise, you're going to pay the price. It's, uh this has been Parenting with Pete. Uh, if you have any other parenting questions, please um, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we are but, ready. Uh, he's a great, what a parenting icon. But also, like, the kind of Diego moment of, like, he's putting something together with his dad and white buffaloes. And is this his father's room just as he gets shot? So it's kind of like he has this realization and then is immediately murdered. Oh, man, that's got to be frustrating. Like you're working your whole life to figure something out. You have like a second of joy of maybe clicking something in and then you're immediately murdered. Now, do you think and obviously um, we could find the answer to this right now because the next episode is waiting for us to watch. But we haven't watched it. Do you think Klaus is dead? And if so, do you think he will ghost himself? Whoa, whoa, wow. No, I don't think Klaus is dead. I don't want him to be dead. If he dies, uh, a part of me will die. And I don't know if I can carry on watching the show. But also, like, you know... You know, you got to feel for whoever's got to clean that room because, you know, blood on all that white buffalo is it's just, it's just hard to get out. That is you're just talking. Hard. Yeah, you're, you're really feeling for Stanley's probably going to have to clean it since that's literally what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. He's probably um, going to have to clean. And it's tough when you got to clean up your uncle's uh, blood after you murdered him. The idea of Klaus as a ghost hanging out, uh, if his powers somehow make him able to be seen by his family or something like that. I think that's a fun idea. Um, so yeah, because be- he was Ben's kind of conduit and he did a shitty job. So yeah. them, him being a ghost and like maybe Stanley's the only conduit or I don't know who's going to be the like, 
he's going to finally kind of get to understand what Ben's burden was. Now that's amazing. The fact that you called that now, now I'm too excited and I'm worried that we're not going to see it. Well, we will see. We'll find out. It's very soon. We'll find out, but um, man, that's a fun idea. I just can't, this can't be the end of Klaus. They couldn't do that to us, right? I mean, they wouldn't no, do that to us. No, no, no. He, Klaus is going to be around. It's just whether he's uh, can touch Maybe stuff or not touch stuff. Situ- situation. Well, he'll be. He's going to turn into a cube. Cube, yeah, yeah. The, my I don't know if that's him. how it works. What if you get cuberted? Oh, interesting. So, do you think you're the afterlife? The religion you believe in is like you get you die and you get cubed if you've been a good person. Yeah, I've been like a fun person. When you die, they see what your highest score is, and then you become uh, a part of that game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, What still? What do you think you're high? You're hoping for cube, or what do you? What do you think you're actual? You're a Candy Crush. Uh, No, it's probably going to be Pitfall. I played a lot of Pitfall. That or uh, Hamburger. I mean, showing showing the age here a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I solved uh, Mario Brothers a bunch of times. That had to be a crazy score. You got some Bowser energy. I can see you there. Uh, <laughs> let me let's uh, well to talk about Diego real quick. Wait, wait, he hey, is, I I bore my soul. Uh, what what games would you? Uh, oh, what game? I mean, I, I'm a tried and true Doctor Mario, so I would be oh, uh, I'd be throwing pills into jars yeah. for all eternity. <laughs> And honestly, I'd be pretty happy about that. Yeah. There was a time when I was playing so much Dr. Mario, I would close my eyes and see the pills you, dropping down. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about uh, that. Good, I yeah. was almost going to beat you do that, but I don't, you know. All right. um, dream, uh, dream roll. Uh, but um, let's talk about Diego um, as a parent. He is definitely doing some parenting here. Um, he does feel like he, he has like father figure energy, but never really has the goods to back it up. Yeah. Uh, so um, how do you feel? But I, it's, his son seems to care for him. At the top of the episode, they have a nice moment. The hug was really nice. Yeah. I think the fact that he's like, uh, you know, uh, there and, and doing it is great. I mean, I wish he would stop trying to get rid of his son. Uh, that part's sad. But it seems like so far his son's been cool with it or doing all right with it. So I hope Diego gets better as a father for sure. Uh, but right now it seems to be going okay, except for the fact that his son shot Klaus. I mean, that's going to, yeah. and that's tough because he's going to be like, what's happened? And Klaus won't going to be there to be like, yo, he shot me. So like how long it's is a, Klaus going to lay there dead? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stanley might just run away. I mean, we don't know how that's going to, going to unfold, but uh, as far as talking about Diego, like he did a great job of like, rolling up on Sloan and helping out that situation. Well, yeah, uh, he was being not nice. No, he wasn't, not. but at least it was like it get, got him to the point where they could talk, and that was the important yeah. thing. No fight, let's fucking talk it out. And, uh, and then uh, we have a bunch of time that Diego spends with Allison, who's having a tough oh, uh, go man. of it as well. Like, if uh, we want to, yeah, talk about that. Like, first off, great. Glad that they were sitting there being like, yo, having to survive in this fucking crazy time. And like, uh, you know, people don't understand. I felt really about Allison's speech. Yeah, um, exactly. With the flashbacks, which they really took some time to like, to put out there. Like it has been hard for her, especially compared to everyone else. Um, and that they don't understand her. And so I appreciate them really showing it It really was an affecting moment to have those flashbacks there to. Yeah, for sure. This was a super emotional app. Um, and so, yeah, I really was happy with the way they sat in that a little bit and let her kind of express that. 
And then, you know, she has the, you know, thing about the bargain Batman, but Diego's like, yo, yeah. punching people feels good, which I don't know as a philosophy or as a, a father or something that you should be going out trying to say, um, yeah. but it did help him. And, uh, you know, uh, them going into that biker bar, I don't know how good of an idea that is because well, I'm worried about what Allison's going to turn into because in that one you know, I think it was season one where we saw them all with superpowers. Allison looked fucked up and looked yeah. like she was really hurting people. So it was like, I'm worried about that becoming a real. Well, I think she is going sort of into a darker place um, yeah. based on the earlier part of the episode. But to talk about the moment, uh, Diego says kicking assholes in their assholes is like therapy, um, which I thought. There was uh, a lot was a of uh, a lot of asshole mentions. They're talking about an, an uh, imploding rectum, um, collapsing yeah. rectum. I mean, it was like. Yeah. And it was the weird. Butt, the butt's a great spot for a metaphor, you know. And it's, I don't, I'm not going to uh, agree with you. It's evocative because we all have one, a butt and a butthole. So it makes sense I, to use I, you that. You know, you can't say everybody. You know what I mean? Wow, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't want to be exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they also, I think it's interesting because what city does uh, Umbrella Academy take place in? Best guess. Because they don't really name it, but it's New York, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, it's like I a find it, Gotham-esque where it's like a yeah. version of But it, it's set in the real world. I mean, they shoot the show in Toronto. Uh, yeah, in so that's what I was going to say. It's but I, I don't think it's it's meant to be Toronto. I think it's meant yeah. to be New York. Right. And I find it interesting that they drove around Brooklyn, I want to say, or uh, Queens, and they pull up on a bar with a Confederate flag uh, hanging outside. I was yeah. like, I don't know about I this. Don't, eh, I don't know if that would be that close to the city, guys, unless yeah, you've I think been you, driving for days. Yeah, so I was you know a little I mean? bit like, suspect about the use the use of the Confederate flag there. I was like, that's a little cheap, gang. Like, I, you could you show know. a bar full of jerks without going to a Confederate flag, especially when it doesn't make sense for the region, and it's just a little... Uh, well, I, but plenty that, of people who are racist here in New York, where I live, but the Confederate flag hanging outside a bar where everyone's like, let's party, not, uh, not a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have to drive... Uh, down south for that but uh i those places exist they do exist and let me say i'm from upstate new york uh just like you pete and there are definitely bars in upstate new york and houses without in upstate new york with confederate flags uh in front of them so yeah it's yeah, just I in mean, literally in new york city limits it's a little bit rare yeah yeah uh, I, you gotta go yeah you gotta get outside the city and up into the uh yeah and uh that's super shitty and I wish it wasn't true, but unfortunately, you know, you can't uh, can't ignore it. Um, let's jump back and talk about Allison, sort of the first half of uh, her episode, because she's she's definitely in a darker place, and I think we saw that set up by her also trying to find her her daughter and her husband. There's also this uh, theme that uh, when people go through a transformation, they get a haircut. How do you feel about that? I think that's Seems true. Seems like you just got a cut. I just got it. So did you? We're freshly cut. Fresh cut. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. I feel a little weird that I'm not doing more drastic things with my life because I'm seeing people on television get haircuts and then completely change who they are. And I get, you know, I feel now I feel a little left out. Well, I looked in the mirror and said, be a better podcaster. And I gave wow. myself a haircut and uh, I heard and a here rumor. I yeah. You rumored yourself. <laughs> I rumored myself. But uh, to talk about Allison, like um, she, the, the, her relationship with Luther is not nice. And yeah. like, We've spent two seasons sort of building them up 
at least a little, I mean, obviously it tapered off uh, last season when they were dealing with everything back in the sixties. Um, but uh, her, the, they had a romance and a relationship and that feels like it's just absolutely gone. So any like Luther Allison uh, shippers, like I don't see it happening. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I guess it's, it's over. So that's strange. Yeah. But I feel like somebody was like, Hey man, this doesn't feel good. And they went away from it. And I think it's a better choice. If you're trying to ship them and you're upset about it, like I can understand that, but I feel like it's a better move for the show not to have brother and sister dating. Well, they're not actually brother and sister. Yes, I know, I know, but they also kind of are, and it's also a little. They're more coworkers, and I think you know people coworkers date coworkers. That's but it's not ideal. You're not you're not. It's not ideal, but it does happen. Um, I liked their sort of romance and their story as it was building up, and obviously we moved away from it, like you're saying. So, but this this is is a new, harsher place for Allison, and I do think when she rumors herself, that feels like. Uh, very da- she's damaging and she's willing to really risk she doesn't know how that's going to work to rumor herself and you can sort of feel her powers not like you hear the gears turning when yeah, she does yeah, it yeah yeah uh, a little good. bit so it's not good i think she punches the mirror which you, you i mean this is seven years of bad luck right there i mean that's just that's a horrible idea uh, I mean, giving yourself a haircut is hard i've done it and uh it's yeah. the results may not always be what you want yeah exactly it's uh it's one of those things where uh yeah it's you know in the pandemic i think everybody tried to do be their own barber for a little bit but uh yeah. you know uh didn't turn out well anyways um i think it's one of those things when it comes to allison like she needs somebody to kind of hold her a little bit as far as like she needs a relationship she needs either Victor uh, or Luther, somebody to kind of, cause like Luther had that moment of like, Hey, thanks for uh, helping Allison out. And because Victor's now dealing with Harlan, like this is, we're seeing Allison spin out a little yeah, bit. And we get that little moment where Victor's like, I can't deal with this. And yeah, which was and, pretty cold as ice. Like well, we she's had, dealing with a lot. Seeing, yeah. But we're seeing, uh, cause Allison was the one kind of early on who was called to Victor and then we're kind of seeing the flip side of that now, uh, yeah, yeah. which I just goes to show, you know what I mean? Like when you're dealing with family members or whatever, it's like, yeah, sh- sure. There's a lot of history and stuff, but either way, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can be better and, and not, not, she's like, yeah, you're dealing with Harlan. We get it, but it just takes two seconds to be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I know this is really right. important and like crazy and the world's on fire, but this kid just showed up, saved our lives, and I have history with him. So I'm going to need like a, a minute yeah. or two. I mean, she could have said like, and I know, think about it. We're in a TV show. So like probably him showing up is going to be important to the plot. So like, why don't you let me deal with this? And like, you go deal with your part of it, the plot. Yeah. And then we'll come together at the end and ideally save the day. See, wow. that's the kind of speech I want to hear. Wow. That seems a little too inside baseball, but you're a you think it producer. Is? So, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things where you like, uh, you like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, let's talk Luther um, because he spends a lot of the episode just trying to get his relation going with Sloan. And I, honestly, dude, it feels like a sweet. It's hard I to trust it. anyone. When, when Luther poured his heart out, I got fucking emotional, dude. I got a fucking. I was like, holy shit, man. It was beautiful. And I, I like it. I think their relationship is is real and I'm here for it. Yeah, I hope I'm it works out. For it. Yeah, I'm pulling for it big time. And I'm glad that they didn't do the stupid thing of like, She's 
can't hear them because all the shit went down. I'm glad that they were able to talk. And, uh, you know, also she was like, yo, I got a plan how we can save us. And, uh, you know, our family, yeah. I was like, Oh dude, I love this team up, dude. Yeah. Luther, That's instead good. of just being a, a dumb puppy Cooper. running around, uh, you know, like if he could have someone to kind of help him out, it would be, uh, it would be yeah. really great. It's great. Um, let's jump over and talk about five and Lila who are sort of on their own mission. Um, they go to the commission. It is a great team up. I like their energy together. They're both sort of like reckless in fun ways. Yeah. Um, also Lila talking about like, uh, you know, their lives and like who they are and where they're happy and stuff like that. That was cool to kind of, uh, see them with the back and forth and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, also just breaking down sort of the larger commission, which is something we've dealt with a lot over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been destroyed. Um, the uh, five sees this video talking about how the grandfather paradox has come, yeah. destroyed everything. And they have to find the bunker. They get down there and uh, five starts. Soon as to it fart. opens. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. Because the thing and we of, all like, know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets all gassy, we know what that's about, but um as soon as the door opened, I was like, oh, this is like an oblivion situation where they're only going to be okay in that little pocket. This isn't going to save them. It's a place to chill. It's a super swanky looking place it's where a place they can to chill. chill out. And yeah. It's like that room outside the bathroom in like a really fancy hotel. You know oh, I mean? really? No. Or like know. you go in the bathroom to do your business, and then you just hang out in this little middle room and you're like, it's sort of a weird place. Wow. And you don't want to be stuck there, but it's a little hang. There's a couch. You know, I now that you say that, I've, I once went to a, a, a spa and there was like the Zen room where it was like that cucumber water and you could sit on the couch a little bit, you know, before you went back out in the real world. It was like, hey, why don't you take a minute, and like collect your thoughts before you go back out in the madness. And I appreciated the extra room for that. What'd you do in the spa? What was it like when you were relaxed? Uh, it's. I mean, when you're like calmed down, you don't know what do you do with yourself. It's a it's a little maddening. You know what I mean? Interesting. So you got too relaxed. You went sort of through the looking glass. Yeah. You got so relaxed, you were stressed out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, bummer. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they find five and Lila find um, five, old five. They watch him die. Essentially, uh, yeah. Lila has a great line. I thought he'd be more man and less can. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, and in, like you said, Pete, in this room, there are no paradoxes, the safe space. We get, um, old five saying, uh, oblivion. establishing the, the, the oblivion, something that I think call back, call back. That's the name of the hotel, the hotel obsidian where they're staying in this season is yeah. But when that in the dude, comics, it's hotel oblivion. Right. I think but that, that when that dude died, he yelled out oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the callback to that. Um, just oblivion's trying. definitely a thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of they're kind of at oblivion. It's the end of the world. And uh old five was like, yo, there's nothing to do, bro. But what sucked yep. about old five is like he had to get yelled at by young five, and like he had he was trying to tell him the answer. You know what I mean? Well, but and young he five says, had to had a good He says right before he died, we get the establish establishing the Kugel Blitz, uh, mm-hmm. which is a kinky black hole which I think uh, makes a lot of sense. And what we talk with the words we use is hot pocket. Yeah. Um, and then uh, five before he dies, old five says, don't save the world. Yeah. Uh, so which is some reverse psychology. If you ask me, because it's like, 
if you'd say somebody don't save the world, they're going to save the world. You know what I mean? That's nice. Yeah. Reverse psychology mm-hmm. works. Yeah, it on does. Everyone. It does. Um, uh, one thing that happened in this scene that I thought was interesting is five was like, it's only uh, the last 20 days saving, uh, stopping multiple apocalypses. And I, it's funny to think about the fact that all three of these seasons have happened in the last, like, basically two weeks for them, which is stress a lot. That's a busy couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, and they say that there was a time where Vic was like, yo, it's only been three days for me. You need to chill with this. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, um, but yeah, it's, it's been insane. Also, I love the fact that five's like into retirement and it was like, yo, we don't have to be so we can just like chill out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, they, I feel like this room is going to play an important role in the, the season as a whole. They're going to end up hiding out there or something. And just like previous seasons, it's up to five to sort of rally and figure out how to solve all of these problems. I just got a quick question for you. If yep. I, uh, let's say I'm the man in the can, okay? Yeah. You roll up on me and I reveal a, a tattoo that's going to be the key to you discovering uh, what's going on? Could you just take a pick and maybe not cut it out of my chest? Would that be because you want to keep it? But what yeah, are you I mean, I made the tattoo as like a help thing for you, but I feel like cutting it out of his chest. I mean, that's a little much, right? Just you know, take a pick, or maybe just well. But to be fair, you're, it, you're, take a mental picture and then look oh, for something picture. in the room that can help you, and like like a drawing, like, yeah, can draw. Yeah, like, well, let I me say know. though, like the tattoo, like you're done with it, so like pass it on. Yeah, but like, uh, why cut it out of his chest? Is my question. You know, what I mean? maybe like, it was maybe it wasn't first a... instinct to be like, "Yo, this clue, I'm going to need this, so I'll just cut this out of his chest." Maybe it was less like, "Oh, I need to take this with me," and be like, "That tattoo looks looks bad." Like it was like a tattoo removal. Oh, it's like, a tattoo removal service. So like, like, it's like, hey, if I die in the future, you know, take off all my. Weird let me tattoo. clean you up. Let me yeah, clean yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. I'm happy to do it. Because I thought maybe he was cutting it out to then take it to a tattoo guy and be like, I want this. Yeah. Oh, that, that could be too. Maybe he's like, yeah. ooh, that's sweet. Um, <laughs> and, do, and I'll cut off any of your tattoos and replace them with like some hair or, or whatever you want. Oh, thanks. Maybe a little like, you know, you get the rubber patch to when you have a flat tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put that on there. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Patch them up. Um, so lots coming from five. It's funny how five has been put in the same role every season. I'm curious if that will hold throughout this whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess uh, we could talk a little bit about the sparrows before we wrap up here. Um, we got uh, well, Ben, we Faye, and we Keith. didn't really talk about uh, Vic and we'll come to Vic oh, okay, at the right. end, I think, okay, um, right, because right. that's where it wraps up. But um, sure, sure, sure. So sparrow we got it up. Ben, Crow Lady, Faye, Chris Cube, um, and Dan. They, uh, in, uh, Hargreaves sort of it's funny how when we first met them they were like on top of their shit I mean, now we're four episodes in they're an absolute mess they're like struggling they can't deal Ben not great in the leadership role they're obsessed into the the number rankings they're talking a lot about number one number two all that but it's funny I've never really thought of it that way for Umbrella Academy I've never been like oh they're in they're ranked yeah yeah I mean they they're so different and that's the thing and you know kind of like uh they talk about it in a previous episode where it's like when ben died i think it was klaus they or no it was luther they kind of 
that death split them all and scattered them. And we're seeing this in the sparrows where it was like, they were a well-oiled machine taking care of business. Everybody knew who they were, uh, you know, and then they kind of run into these guys. They get some, you know, you're going to fall apart. It's going to be, it's going to be a shit show for a little bit. I just don't know where we're going to land with the sparrows. Like hopefully we'll be able to get along with them and then it'll be cool um, for Luther and Sloan's sake. But I don't know if they're going to implode and, you know, die uh, attacking a hot pocket or what's going to happen. Here's my prediction. I think um, Crow Lady Faye, dead. I think Ben joins Umbrella Academy and comes through with them at the end of the season and is back alive and on their team. Um, Chris Cube. I think Chris Cube goes off and lives a fun Cube life. Well, 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 well hear me out. Okay. If you have a, a hot pocket of lava... And then you got a floating cube. Uh, it seems oh, you like see, cube, you see this sparkle. is a showdown. This is gonna, those two have to face off. You have. Oh, I thought to, you were going to say they have a possible meat cube coming up. Or that, yeah, they have a meat cube. It's called out. a meat cube. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they are both floating objects right. uh, from different worlds. One sphere. And Chris was red, and now he's like a, a lighter green. So he's like a know. mood cube. Yeah, so like maybe, maybe yeah, get those two together. See what happens. He does see. Yep, see what happens. He does seem to be a little bit, a little nasty. He's a little bit of a roaster, you know. Yeah, yes, yes. So He's got I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the best attitude to go into a romantic comedy, which we're fully predicting for uh, Cube and uh, Kugelblitz. Well, that's the thing, though. You know, uh, sometimes you meet somebody when maybe they're not at their best, you know, and uh, maybe love that's will true. save it all, you know. So, so I guess we can fully say that we are shipping um, Kugelblitz, hashtag yep. Kugelblitz. Uh, so please get out there and let's see if we could get these uh, these fun shapes to fall in love. Yeah. Huh? Nice, lovely story. But let's talk about Vic. Uh, really struggling, I think, to take in the arrival of uh, Lester Pocket and the reveal. I mean, who Harlan? Of course, it's it's very difficult. And I think we didn't really get to see what's inside of Vic's head with this, but it does feel like he's going to be struggling with the guilt. Like he saved Harlan's life, and then Harlan went on to have sort of a troubled life, and then the revelation at the end of the episode that Harlan caused the grandfather paradox and killed their parents. So their moms. So I do think it's, uh, it's a tough, uh, Vic's in a tough spot. And then we get the, the, at the end of the episode, um, Luther and Victor go to meet the sparrows, give them back, uh, the bodies of Jamie and Alfonso and Ben sort of being a dick is like, I want Harlan. I want the old man. Um, we're going to get our revenge on him putting Luther and Vic and, and the entire plot sort of in a, in a tough spot here. Yeah. It's uh, it, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't go uh, that way because um, you know, it doesn't seem right that the, you know, the old man didn't know what was going on and was trying to help. And I mean, but he did the, kill their moms. It is an act of revenge for sissy dying. I don't know if he did that consciously or not. It seemed like he was, his mom died and then he went into a rage situation. I think was, a lot of times you, you, when you go into a rage situation, that's your fault all the time. I think technically. Sure. I'm not. Yeah. But what I'm trying to tell you was, I don't think Harlan was like angry. And then like, I'm just going to kill moms. Like, I think he 
was just like, ah, my mom died. And then I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I hope we, that gets explained. That's fair. I guess we don't really know. But my takeaway from the way we saw it was that when Sissy died, he killed specifically only the moms of the Umbrella Academy. And that's what seems like Vic feels. Yeah. I mean, we got to kind of see from Vic's face here as we kind of like faded to black at the end of the scene. It wasn't really faded to black, but it was like this moment of like Vic dealing with this information and like, how do we... You know, I I was really nervous that Vic was going to turn into the white monster and just uh, murder Harlan, yeah. um, which still might happen. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means moving forward, because now it's like, are the Umbrella Academy going to try to kill Harlan? Are the Sparrow it wants well, to think- kill Harlan? So, like, how's that all going to you know, I think oh. if it comes out, if um, Victor reveals um, what he knows about Harlan, I think the uh, some members of the Umbrella Academy will want to get revenge on Harlan. And I think at the end of the day, you know, Victor's going to feel responsible for creating Harlan and creating the situation. So that guilt is not something that the Victor traditionally has done with, uh, dealt with very well. So trouble on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, Vic is just kind of like, you know, uh, if gets too worked up, could like literally murder everybody. So, uh, yeah, that would be, uh, I don't know who could win in the Harlan Vic full on power up. So, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I predict we will find out the answer to that question. Is there anything else in the episode you wanted to touch upon Pete? We did a pretty thorough job, honestly, like extremely thorough. I don't know if you need to pat yourself on the back on that. Like, honestly, uh, we're the kind of douches who are really good at our jobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I would ever Plus, say Remember, that, I but... rumored myself into being a better podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. You're, doing, you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like some things I wanted to uh, kind of uh, touch upon was... What sucks is when our team is pulled apart. You know, because like them together is really and it's frustrating because they're constantly kind of going off and doing their own thing. And it's, it is very maddening. Um, and, you know, Allison is is one that, you know, I really wish someone realized like, hey, we can't uh, we can't just kind of let her spin out. She's going through too much. And like, I love the part in the beginning where you know, there was this kind of face off with Sloan and, you know, Luther was like, I will fucking murder you, Diego. And then uh, Allison was like, you're going to do that to me too. And it was like this, Oh shit moment of like, yeah. Oh, Luther, you, I don't, I don't think you he can can't kill Allison. He can't deal with those feelings. Yeah. No. You could, I could see, you know, uh, brothers fight all the time and, you know, have real rage for each other. And like, yeah, maybe that would go down. Uh, but um, I don't know. In the Luther Diego fight, I feel like Luther might win. I feel that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely feel that too. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say is um, I find it interesting that Klaus never really uses his powers. Like I feel like he had a some opportunity here to talk to the ghosts of the Sparrow folks that died. Jamie and Alfonso mm-hmm. doesn't do it. Don't you think he'd talk to more ghosts? Well, I don't know how Klaus's powers really work. I mean, we just see him talking to Ben. It's not like 
he's reaching for people or, or stuff like that. It's just like, if they're around, he can talk to him. I'm not sure. But speaking of Klaus, it was a funny moment when Stanley was like, laundry duty doesn't seem that bad. And then he's like, yo dude, yeah. laundry is, yo, if you, <laughs> with the sock situation, gross. I was like, socks. I was like, that was the smartest, grossest way we could kind of tackle that. So I appreciated uh, the fact that we didn't get into too much detail, but at least there was that uh, nod uh, to it there. Um, exactly. We always give a nod to laundry, the real work yeah. out there in the world. Um, so let, it's time to turn it over to... Um, wait, wait. Uh, I just want to say, I also really liked in the Allison uh, Diego kind of chilling in the car moment, how, uh, you know, Allison had this moment of like, you know what, I'm not just going to open up to you and then immediately does. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was a fun kind of brother sister kind of moment where they were like being tough and then kind of like, uh, but I'm also glad that Diego stood up and wasn't going to let anybody, you know, talk smash, uh, talk trash about slushies because they're the best. And uh, uh, slushies know. are gross. What are you uh, talking about? When you have one, you're like, I wish this is a milkshake. And you're right. No, for, for no dude. On a hot day, having a slushie, what are you out of your mind? The Slush. Best? Think about the name slushy. Blah, yucky. Nope. Slushy is yucky. Nope. Um, and on what you were saying about um, Allison and Diego, like what this series always comes down to is these are kids who, rather than growing up to be adjusted human beings, they grow up to be superheroes, essentially. And they're always playing catch up with what it's like to be human. And they're, they do it. The show does a good job of always pushing and pulling on that essential premise. Uh, so uh, let's turn it over to um, uh, the only other section in our podcast uh, <laughs> where we decide who got top marks. Oh, uh, Pete, who's got top marks here today for you? You know, this is a tough one because yeah. the, uh, the, the sissy stuff got me real emotional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Great to see uh, you. know, the Luther and Sloan stuff got me very emotional. Oh, yeah. Pure emotional basket case. But... Um, the uh, I'm gonna give it to Stanley. Stanley, the child. Yeah, that's right. Wow. The the emotion he showed with the hug, and then the kind of the like fun discovery with Klaus, and then the look on his face after he murders. I I was really impressed by the acting, and also I like how we really see D- it, like Stanley having Diego moments a lot too. So it's uh it's very interesting. That's really nice. Um, I'm going to give it up to Luther. Uh, love the romance. Really? Love the spot he's in. Oh, it's great to see him because Luther's a character that I feel like he's gotten a raw end of the deal from the jump. Like he was on the moon for too long. He's got a hairy top. Uh, a, a lot. It's got to be itchy underneath any piece of clothing mm-hmm. he's wearing. And that would bother me. Um, but it's really nice to see him seemingly in a genuine relationship, ha- having his feelings reciprocated directly for a change, and able to sort of act on the the things he wants in his life. So I, I, I really love to see it. Um, all right, man. I, I agree. I mean, I, I really was like, I thought for sure that Victor was going to kind of like have a moment where it was like, oh, I get a haircut and then Allison, you're going to go and get a haircut. You know what I mean? Like a real sister fight, brother, sister fight, you know, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad we didn't see it. 
Yeah. Uh, well, folks, that's the episode. We'll be back very soon with um, the next episode where a lot of our theories will be immediately dispelled, um, <laughs> but, which is one of my favorite parts about it. It's just yeah. guessing at stuff and being wrong. And what? hopefully uh, Salves will be back. Yeah. Uh, yes, please, because uh, this part I'm about to do now, he does, and I don't know what I'm doing. So um, if you do like our podcast, please um, subscribe uh, to it. Um, leave some comments, any sort of thoughts. We love a five star. Um, let us know how you're feeling about um, hashtag uh, Cubal Blitz, um, our latest uh, ship, trending ship. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Podcademy. Uh, please do that. Um, we have a Patreon that you can uh, join to support the show, where we have a Slack, where we talk about Umbrella uh, Academy sort of a lot, actually, especially right now. There's a very active convo going there. Come hang out with us. It's really easy to do. And uh, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, just, um, just get out there. And, uh, Pete, I'm having Hot Pockets at 6. Tell me you're having Hot Pockets. 6.30. Let's do it. All right. <laughs>